Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. GearNetwork.com. This is a Gear Network production. You're listening to Better Live Than Dead. I believe it's a big challenge for our building um, to keep things in perspective and, and to, um, if we're going to get addicted to anything, let's get addicted to the process. And welcome to episode number 23 of Trust the Podcast, powered by Better Live Than Dead and the Gear Radio Network. I am your host, Ryan Wolf, at WolfBLTD on Twitter. Uh, Joining me on the IndyCard Media Hotline, just like last week and just like almost all season, I'm hoping, uh, Brayden Wilson at BJ Wilson WGR. How are you doing, Brayden? I'm good, Ryan. How about you? I'm doing well. It's uh, it's Tuesday. We've had a couple days to dissect this Bill's loss. I guess not even dissect, more digest. Uh, or, or get rid of the indigestion caused by the Bills loss. But before we get into that, just want to let you know, you can obviously hear us over at betterlivethandead.com. You can hear us on iTunes, through Google Play Music, on iHeartRadio, and now through Spotify. So whichever, subscribe, follow, like, leave a leave a comment, whatever, review, whatever you want to do. Just make sure you follow the podcast. That way you get the latest Trust the Podcast as soon as it goes live. Now, Brayton, the, uh, as, as we mentioned, the Buffalo Bills – we're not ready for Sunday. It did not appear. They got their doors completely blown off, put back on, and then blown back off again. A 47-3 to opening day embarrassment by the Baltimore Ravens. Um, right off the bat, Brayton, what are your thoughts about the game? Uh, what a horrible three-hour nightmare that we all lived and never thought it would actually happen. I mean, trying to watch that game was – uh, it was very, very difficult to do so, uh, let alone trying to work the game and actually, you know, continue to want to work the game. But, uh, you know, just it was just unfortunate because I don't think anybody saw this coming. I know the weather was bad. I know that uh, those circumstances were out of, you know, the Bills' control. But, I mean, for Joe Flacco, a quarterback who has been for the past several years um, less than competent, he pretty much just walked all over the Bills' defense and the Bills' offense. Mind you, Raven, the uh, Baltimore's defense is has been very good for the past several years. Nathan Peterman just he was missing reads. He was not hitting on his throws. Um, it, it it was bad. And then Josh Allen comes in, and I think he does a little bit better than Nathan Peterman does. But it was still much of the same. The Ravens still brought the pressure, even though it was most of their second team defense. But um, there's there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of growing up. There's a lot of learning to do from this type of loss. It's a it's a tough loss to take. It's, it's an embarrassing loss. Um, it's not going to cost anyone their job as of right now. I mean, the Bills would probably have to lose like this for most of the season in order to, you know, really start making some dramatic moves. But, um, yeah, I mean, the guys have got to yeah, – the cliche that Sean McDermott's been using, they've got to watch the tape. they got to they got to learn what the heck went wrong and – learn from their mistakes because their their next opponent's not going to be any easier. Yeah, that's the one thing that Sean McDermott kept pointing out, that people are kind of – it really sounds like, Brayton, you get a lot more of this than I do, obviously, since you work over at WGR and you do uh, monitor calls a lot. 
But a lot of people seem fed up with Sean McDermott already. It's only been one week, but you know, I, I think he kind of miffed a few people when he said he needs to look at the tape before he has a true assessment of Nathan Peterman. Now, we'll talk about Nathan Peterman in just a moment, but um, I mean, it's it's just it's it's crazy to sit there and, and I mean, you have people who, and I'm not going to name any names because that's just rude, but you've got people out there who were 100% for Nathan Peterman. And I guess if you're going to do it, that's probably the best way to do it. Just say, you know what? We'll go with Nathan Peterman and whatever happens, happens. And I, I almost kind of am annoyed already by people who are, uh, I guess, participating in revisionist history where they're saying, well, you know, I never thought he was going to be good in the first place, despite the fact that, you know, a mere week ago, they were they were talking about how, how great he's going to be and how great he looked in the preseason and all that. But, you know, it, it, it really is what it is at this point in time. I mean, um, the, the one thing I do want to point out before we move over to our three big things, first off, um, Sean McDermott did not deny on Chopin the Bulldog a couple days ago on Monday that uh, Nathan Peterman's last start against the Chargers could push him to be a starter this weekend in attempt at redemption, where they just said, you know, does does that play into it? And he said, I won't deny that it plays into it. So there, there could be a potential for that. We don't yet know the starter uh, for Sunday. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes, though. Um, really, for for me, with Nathan Peterman, kind of a preface to the the first three big uh, of the three big things. His fast decision-making in the preseason ended up turning into turning holding onto the ball too long versus Baltimore, and it, it led to mistakes uh, aplenty. Uh, and then one real quick thing before we do move on, um, and I probably should have, uh, looking back at now, we're still kind of in the preseason on the podcast, um, probably should have mentioned just right off the cut that the, the Bills have released defensive tackle Adolphus Washington assigned and signed defensive end Nate Orchard, formerly of the Cleveland Browns. He was featured on Hard Knocks this season. Um, rather, rather, uh, I don't know the word I was going for with that, uh, a lot. He was on there a ton, uh, in 34 career games, Orchard has five sacks. He's expected to step in, uh, cause we've heard that Shaq Lawson has a, an injury that, that may prevent him from playing uh, whether it's at all, or just as much as he should be able to either way, Orchard may see some time this weekend, but Brayton over to our three big things, Nathan Peterman, number one, likely no longer a starting quarterback. Um, if let's just put it out there right now, if, if Peterman was to be named the starter for Sunday, I would not be surprised, but looking at his stat line from Sunday, it is atrocious and please do get your Tums or your, your, uh, Pepto-Bismol or whatever you may take for your heartburn. Get it ready. Cause this is ugly. Peterman was five for 18 passing 24 passing yards, no touchdowns, two picks, and he was sacked three times. Now, Brayton, uh, one thing I want to do before I get your input on Nathan Peterman is give you some history. If there's one thing we can expect from Nathan Peterman, damn it, he makes history every time he goes out in the field. First off, <laughs> per, per sports net, Nathan Peterman is the first uh, quarterback with a 0.0 passer rating on opening week with a minimum of 10 attempts since Earl Morale, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, of the New York Giants did it September 19th, 1965. Also pointed out by Nick Veronica on Twitter, only seven players in history have an interception rate above Nathan Peterman's 10.44% with at least 50 career pass attempts. None of those guys have played in the last 30 years. Now, Brayton, uh, these names are incredible. You've got, uh, let me just get a little closer to my screen here so I can read them. Kim McQuilkin, uh, who played, it looks like, uh, 26 games. Randy Hedberg, who played seven games. 
Wayne Clark, who played 40, Alan Pastrana, who played five, Rich Campbell, who played seven, Terry Luck, who played four, and number one with a 14.75% interception um, rate would be John Huffnagel. Before I wrote this part of the podcast, I had never heard of these seven players. Unfortunately, uh, for the Buffalo Bills fans' sake, we have heard of number eight. His name is Nathan Peterman. And Brayton, give us your thoughts on uh, Nathan Peterman's performance or lack thereof from Sunday. <laughs> well, um, I mean, certainly one of those things where during the preseason we were we were getting a little exciting because oh hey maybe he's uh, maybe he's changed his ways maybe he's uh, you know fix some of his issues mechanically or you know maybe he's just making better reads and in this game going up against Baltimore's defense it did not appear that way he he held on to the ball too long he he wasn't making the right reads he uh he missed a few guys that were considerably wide open and uh you know it cost him again he threw two more interceptions and i mean the one interception uh both of them, I mean, both of them were to brand to Calvin Benjamin, but the first one he threw to Tony Jefferson completely airmailed um, Calvin Benjamin. Mind you, he probably could have gotten up there and tried to, you know, bring it down or whatnot. But I mean, it was it was such an easy interception for Jefferson. And then the second one to Carr, it was just a, a badly placed ball, and it really just got worse for him just because oh boy it's another interception and it he finished the day with only five completions and of course the 0.0 rating so um you know i i understand if the bills want to keep playing him because they feel that josh allen's not ready to start yet but you're gonna have to start considering the fact that all right despite the fact that josh allen's not ready he might have to go just because nothing's working at quarterback outside of what you already have in Nathan Peterman. I mean, it was sort of the same situation last year in Chicago where Mike Glennon was the starter ahead of Mitchell Trubisky. And what do you know, after, you know, three or four weeks of action, Mike Glennon can't get the job done. And I think Chicago at that point kind of put Trubisky in there knowing that he may not be ready, but he went out there and he just did the best he could and actually didn't play that bad. And now, um, at least in the first game that we saw this season, it looks like Trubisky looks much better than, um, I mean, he's looks like he's been working on his game during the off season and he looks like he's got that potential to be a good quarterback. So, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just sitting here waiting eventually for the bills to make a decision on what they're going to do with the starting quarterback role. And, I honestly can't tell you which way they're going to look. I mean, they may look to Josh Allen just to say, all right, we, we know this isn't working out. Or they may say, you know what, we have to stick with Nathan Peterman because the free agent market for quarterbacks is not great. We already traded away one quarterback. We're not going to try and trade for another quarterback at this point. Or, you know, they're just going to just sit with Peterman and just hope that it gets better somehow. Now, uh, as you mentioned, Josh Allen will point out, too, on our second uh, of the three big things this week. Josh Allen made his NFL debut probably sooner than most expected. He was 6 for 15 uh, in passing for 74 yards, sacked three times, but he also had four rushes for 26 yards. Um, the thing here with the uh, waiting until Josh Allen's ready, as you mentioned, Brayden, has been mentioned ad nauseum up, up to this point. Um 
you really wonder at what point in time, and I mean, I'm I'm by no means ready to turn on Brandon Bean or turn on Sean McDermott, but at what point in time does this fall on them? I mean, because Nathan Nathan Peterman clearly was is not an NFL starter at all. He might be a guy who can mop up or, or give you even just mop up might even be too much. He he might not even be an NFL quarterback. That's that's what it's really looking like at this point in time. I mean, you had AJ McCarron who ended up getting injured and, and, and for all intents and purposes, I honestly think that if McCarron didn't get hurt, they may have rolled with AJ McCarron, but if nothing else, they would have had uh, I mean, I, we saw that they traded McCarron, but you know, maybe they would have stuck with McCarron, they would have stuck with Peterman, but I mean, if if Allen wasn't ready week one, my thought process has been this. It, you know, whose responsibility is it to make sure that there's a fail-safe in plan or there's a fail-safe plan in place? So if Nathan Peterman bites it as he did on Sunday and, and plays well below average or, I mean, up to par for him, but, you know, below average for, for most NFL quarterbacks, um, is it really, I mean, is it the GM's fault here for, for not getting the bills to be as ready as possible? Or do you, do you think, because I mean, we've heard this week too, with, with how Sean McDermott's talking, he sounds very resigned to the fact that the bills are probably going to be very bad this year. So does it seem like something where they said, you know what, we're, we're not going to be good this year. It might not matter. We'll just kind of roll with it as we can. Cause you know, the other thing too, you have to worry about is that if you put Josh Allen in, in a la Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky from last season, you run the risk of stunting his growth. I mean, we've seen it happen before where guys have come in before they're ready, and at once they come in, there's there's no fixing it. I mean, you, you've, you've started the clock when they're not ready, uh, and then they, they peak, I guess, too early, and then you have a wasted draft pick. So there's a whole lot there, Brayton. I'm sorry, but, but first off, isn't the GM to blame? And uh, are you worried about potentially stunting Josh Allen's growth if you put him in too soon? I mean, I mean, there is a lot on that plate. So it's a lot of questions to be asked, but I mean, rightfully so they have to be asked at this point, because what do you do about Nathan Peterman? Are you going to keep putting him in there with the threat that he's not going to make it through another game and he's going to cost you more chances than he's going to create more chances for you? Um, it, I don't think, I think, I know that there have been fans out there that have been calling for, you know, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott to pay the price for this. But I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's sort of one of those situations where, you know, Hey, you drafted a quarterback for a reason. You, you need a guy that needs to, that, uh, you know, you hope to develop into the franchise quarterback. And if he does, then, you know, that's awesome. But there's always that uh, that possibility that he doesn't pan out, and I think it's just way too soon to already be, you know, clamoring for McBean or whatever it is to to be fired or anything like that. Yeah, sure. I mean, he didn't do anything to help the offense out with, you know, the offensive line. I mean, the line is terrible. I mean, the the loss of Incognito and Wood are huge, and you replace them with Russell Bodine and and your your backups from last year who aren't who weren't really that good in the first place. I mean, Vlad Dukas and Ryan Croy once again were just steamrolled in this game against Baltimore. And I mean they're gonna go against another front four and San and excuse me, not San Diego, Los Angeles with that take a lap. Going, yep, take a lap, put a put a quarter in the swear jar. Uh it's it's another front four that's gonna be coming at the bills and they're going to be bull rushing the quarterback. This is, this is just going to be a situation on Sunday where, you know, do we put Josh Allen out there? Do we, do we just, you know, 
let him learn the ropes and let him, you know, just continue to try and develop that way to feed him to the wolves or you throw Nathan Peterman out there, continue to do what you're doing, or do you go out there and maybe find a guy like Paxton Lynch who you had in, you know, before the season started and for a, for a visit? I mean, do you bring him in and just let him get some work in before you even throw Josh Allen out there? It's, it's a difficult situation. I don't think you can necessarily blame uh, the, the coaching staff or the management staff for what's happening at quarterback. Other positions, especially on the offensive line and maybe at wide receiver, sure. I mean, you could blame Bean for that, for not addressing that. But at the same point, I just I'm I'm not sure. Not sure what else you could do at this point. There's you're not going to fire Bean and, and McDermott just like less than two years into this whole process. I mean, there's a reason why we call this the trust the podcast. Trust the podcast. You know, we're we're trusting everything that's going on in Buffalo. And you know what? It got the Bills to the playoffs last year. And, and we can't be expecting this team to be a playoff team once again, especially with all the turnover that we've had and trying to go with quarterbacks that, you know, uh, one's a rookie and the other guy threw five interceptions in one half last year and, and continues to really struggle to to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. So I, I don't think it's right to blame anyone just yet. I think that, I mean, sure, you can throw blame around, but I just think that we all need to sit back. We all need to, to pop a chill pill and just relax a little bit. I, I, and it's, it's going to be tough because this team is going to be bad. And I think that it's going to be worse than a lot of us thought it would be. But at the same time, you just kind of got to let things roll out. I agree. I mean, at this point in time, you can go out and sign another veteran quarterback. I mean, the Bills probably should have went and grabbed a guy like Matt Moore before the season. I'm not sure of his status aside from the fact that he's a free agent. He's not on a roster. But a guy like Matt Moore is probably your spot because, I mean, you can sign Paxton Lynch, but he's struggled. Uh, another free agent like EJ Manuel, that'll never happen, but it's funny to think about. And then, obviously, there's Colin Kaepernick, which people will give me shit about it on Twitter, and they always do whenever I tweet it. But honestly, at this point in time, I think my my little uh, niece Delilah could probably play better quarterback than Nathan Peterman could. Let's just be honest. Hashtag death ray for Bill's QB. Um, I mean, at, at this point, you know, I, I know Colin Kaepernick won't get an NFL job because of the whole collusion thing that's going on. Cause he's got a, a, a good enough case that it's going to a, an actual trial. But uh, I mean, <laughs> at this point, you know, how can the Buffalo bills? I mean, I, I guess the only way the Buffalo bills can trot out, um, Nathan Peterman again and for the next few weeks is because, again, look at the defenses. They played Baltimore. They got eaten alive. Not only the quarterback, but the offensive line, as you mentioned. There were uh, uh, more than a handful of holding penalties. And why are there holding penalties? Because obviously, when you get beat as bad as that line did, either you're holding and you're making sure your quarterback doesn't get killed, or we're going to have a, uh, a, a burial at midfield for uh, the deceased quarterback because he will be impaled into the ground. Uh, and I mean, even without Joey Bosa, the Los Angeles Chargers are still a very potent defense. And, and not to mention, too, uh, they, they play Minnesota, they play Green Bay. I mean, if you can get to those four games without throwing Josh Allen to the Wolves, I mean, that's probably a good thing. But uh, I mean, at this point, I don't know if Nathan Peterman will survive another four uh, four, uh, four drives, let alone four uh, games, four full games. Uh, but just looking at it, I mean, it's it's difficult to say because ideally, you know, Josh Allen's the guy. Josh Allen's ready to go, but you you want to be careful with him. Um, and it's just it's it's a very very weird situation because 
I mean, we all know Nathan Peterman's not a National Football League quarterback, but we have to stick stick through and watch him play. Uh, maybe if he has another bad week, Buffalo will do something from there. But uh, the one thing I wanted to mention, too, before we moved on to, to next week, thank God we're almost on to next week. It's Tuesday, almost Wednesday uh, at the time of recording. Uh, we can we can finally move ahead to week two. But before that, we have to have our weekly LaShawn McCoy quest for 11K update. Sean McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, not Sean McCoy. LaShawn McCoy ran the ball seven times for 22 yards on Sunday in what can be described as a stinker. He should have had a touchdown late in the game when Josh Allen could have handed him the ball and he would have walked into the end zone. But he decided to run the ball himself and got tackled for a three or four yard loss. Uh, LaShawn McCoy remains 29th all time, 179 yards behind 28th place, 28th place. As we mentioned before, Otis Anderson, who has 10,273 yards. Now on to our look ahead brought to you by 26 shirts. Uh, the latest Buffalo shirt volume five shirt. 23 is entitled SJ 13. It's a fantastic looking t-shirt uh, designed in conjunction with X bills, fan favorite Stevie Johnson, uh, who will actually lead the charge this Sunday. And uh, as Twitter has made the joke, he will by far be the best quarterback or be- the best bills related wide receiver on the field that day. That shirt is available through September 23rd. And the latest shirt beneficiary is a, is a small child named Judson who was diagnosed with T-cell lymphoblastic lymphoma in November 2017 when a rapidly growing mass in his chest started causing breathing difficulty. He quickly started a chemotherapy regimen that helped gain control of the cancer, but has left his immune system depleted. He spent six weeks of the summer in the hospital battling sepsis and a fungal lung infection that landed him in the ICU for his third birthday. His immune system couldn't protect him. Judson is a tough guy, though, and he battled back and was able to come home from the hospital at the end of July. He continues to battle the fungal infection, which will be slow to resolution, but he also has been able to resume his cancer treatment, which was halted when he became so ill. He does all of this with a smile on his face and a no-defeat attitude that is truly remarkable. You can buy a shirt to help him out. They're also over at 26shirts.com is a link uh, to a fundraiser where you can just straight-up donate money as well. Either way, Get a great shirt, help a great cause, as usual. Uh, 26 shirts. We, we've all talked about it before. They are just fantastic and continue to be fantastic. But uh, on to week two now. The Buffalo Bills versus the Los Angeles Chargers. The home opener for the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Bills opened as a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. That has upgraded a little for the Buffalo Bills. They are now a seven-point dog. Um, this is the first matchup between the Bills and Chargers since the infamous Nathan Peterman game. How do you expect the Bills to rebound after that embarrassing season opener? Well, uh, to be completely honest, I don't know. Uh, it's it's, it's got to be a better defensive effort. I mean, it's Phillip Rivers. It's Keenan Allen. It's Elvin Gordon. I, I mean, it's it's going to be a tough challenge for the Buffalo defense. At least. Um, but they, they have to step up against the Chargers. I mean, yeah, I know last week against Joe Flacco and a, and a Ravens defense that's been very bland and blah over the past few years. They got to be much better against the Chargers offense. That is is dynamic. They've got a quarterback who, despite playing several years in the NFL already, can still sling the ball a little bit. Um, you know, they, they've got some big. I mean, they got some good targets at wide receiver who. I mean, granted, didn't help Phil Rivers last week against the Chiefs and not making any catches, but. Still, I mean, those guys, those guys are bigger guys. They can make catches. They, they, they battle well. And, um, you know, they got to, they got to stop the run game as well. 
So um, the defense has to definitely step up. And then on offense, um, whoever the quarterback is, we don't know at this point, but hopefully that quarterback can be competent enough to drive the ball downfield to get some points on the board and at least keep things close because, um, I mean, judging by this past week's performance, if that's not going to be the case again, we might not have another touchdown uh, to talk about this week. I mean, the last touchdown came from Kyle Williams in week 17 in Miami. That's just, it's just how bad things have been for the Bills. And you just got to hope that one of these quarterbacks, whoever it is that's going to start or whoever the Bills decide to bring in, granted they have to learn a whole new offensive system when they come in, and that probably wouldn't work out so well. But I digress. Anyway, whoever the quarterback is, they, they need to be able to move the ball down the field and need to be able to try and put up some points because if they can't, they continue to just tread in, tread in mud like they did last week. And the offensive line, um, you know, continues to not be any help whatsoever, not only in the pass game, but in the run game. Uh, the Bills are in trouble again. The Bills are in trouble. And um, I, I just don't see how Buffalo can pull out a win in this one. I think that the Chargers are a team that could easily contend for the AFC West and also contend for a possible Super Bowl for the first time. So, you know, um, I, I just think that the Bills home opener, you know, despite the fans coming out and being fully supportive and, and, and bringing great energy. I just think that the Bills aren't going to be able to put up much. And I'm, I'm going to call it right now. I think the Bills go another week without an offensive touchdown or period, just a touchdown. And I'm going to say they lose 27 to nine. That seems fair. I mean, I think if Nathan Peterman starts, we see Josh Allen at some point in time. You do realize that the fans, the one thing that I, I want to point out too that I forgot to point out before is I don't know how uh, Sean McDermott can go into the room full of 53 guys who are all playing. It's it's their career. They only have a limited amount of time in this league. How could he walk in that room and say after Nathan Peterman threw for 24 yards? That, that he's the best option at quarterback. Maybe Josh Allen is a much better, but you know what? If Josh Allen struggles, go out and get a different quarterback because obviously you don't want to ruin the kid's psyche, but Nathan Peterman clearly is not the answer. But with that being said, uh, at this point, I mean, if, if Peterman starts, you're going to see Josh Allen, I think. Um, no Joey Bosa is a huge break for the Bills, who Bosa has 23 sacks and 28 career games. He's a real deal, uh, and his brother too is coming up, I believe, Next year, Nick Bosa should be coming yep. in the draft, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. The Chargers didn't – their defense didn't play great last week. Uh, they gave up 38 points, but the offense, they scored 28 points. I mean, this is, the, this is the scary thing for me. The Bills' defense struggled, and the Chargers are coming off a week where they had 547 yards of total offense and 28 points scored. So at this point, you know – I'm going to try to be optimistic, but I'm thinking we're probably going to see like 27 to 10 uh, on, on Sunday. And if uh, I mean, cause at this point uh, I'm obviously not a big X's and O's guy. I I'm with hockey. I try to be with baseball. I try to be with football. I try to be a, just a straight up fan. And uh, I personally think at this point, the defensive strategy would be, okay, we're going to load the box up so we can stop LaShawn McCoy, and we're going to make Nathan Peterman beat us because we know he can't. And right there, you're going to shut down the entire offense. I mean, if Peterman starts coming out dropping dimes, I don't think it's going to happen. But if Peterman starts coming out dropping dimes, 
then maybe you can clear it. You can, you can back up a little, but honestly, Mm -hmm. this Buffalo bills offense is in trouble. This Buffalo bills defense, if they don't get it together, they're in trouble. They got to get on the same page, man. We didn't talk about too much. I mean, uh, you know, Tremaine Edmonds had, had, had a good game. He looked, he looked solid, but lots of, lots of confusion, lots of broken plays, missed assignments. You know, I thought you had that. No, I thought you had that. Just lack of communication across the board. So I, I certainly think that um, that at, at this point, um, you know, the, the Buffalo Bills are just in a, in a, in a heap of trouble for sure. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and, we're, and we're trying to be positive, but we can't. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to be positive, uh, especially after the week that was. I mean, uh, if, uh, if you didn't uh, figure out a way to overcome it right now, um, then – I, I really hope that you're okay come Sunday. <laughs> well, hey, with that being said, you know, uh, that's a podcast for us. We have talked about the bad stuff. We're trying to be more positive, but uh, <laughs> I mean, hopefully we have more stuff to be positive about come next week uh, after the Buffalo Bills take on their week two opponent, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, for Brayton Wilson at W Brayton Wilson WGR at BJ Wilson WGR, I apologize. I can't even read the stuff in front of me. That's or it's fine. like I haven't said your Twitter handle 95 bajillion times at this point. Um, I am at WolfBLTD on Twitter. Brayton, is there anything else you'd like to add to the podcast land this week? Uh, just, just be prepared for no more touchdowns uh, for maybe the next couple of weeks here because um, – Something's got to happen to the point where the Bills have got to figure something out on offense, whether it be uh, <laughs> trying to open things up or getting better play from the offensive line, because um, it might be a, it might be a tough go for the next couple weeks here. Check back in with us next week. Yeah, check in. Keep tuning in. Okay, we're going to be even more negative or positive. We can't promise until the game is played, but you know what? My wife made dope ass chicken wing dip and I'm the real MVP because of it. She's the real MVP because of it. I'm just the champion because my wife is dope. Pizza queen is dope. Also, she's making again this weekend and I'm getting pizza. It's going to be a good time. Even if the bills lose, I'm not going to let it bring me down. So with that being said, uh, this has been another successful trust the podcast. Please make sure, like I said, you follow us on Facebook uh, be at facebook.com backslash BLTD sports uh, at Wolf BLTD at BJ Wilson WGR. Um, you can listen to us. Like I said, subscribe on iTunes, Google play music, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Listen over at better live than dead.com. With that being said, thanks again for tuning in. And as always, as the day is long, uh, unfortunately go bills. The preceding presentation has been brought to you by the gear network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.